0: Allow me to talk to you today about a very uh, important subject that we've been discussing for the last uh, six weeks, understanding faith, and we have come from different uh, dimensions. And um, today I want us to talk about disrupting the cycle of unbelief. The most cited reason why people live outside the promises of God is unbelief. So we want to disrupt unbelief so that people can live within and in the promises of God. So you find anybody living outside the promises of God, in other words, they are not living their life in abundance. There's culprit number one, and most often the only culprit, even if you can come with other fancy sermons, the end of the day, the only culprit that's there is unbelief. That's right, that's right. You'll never work hard in life if you have unbelief. You'll never be early anywhere if you have unbelief. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you, you'll never perform at your peak if you have unbelief. It, it, it's a big, 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 big problem. This one. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is why, as a church, we are inspiring faith in our generation. We are disruptors of unbelief. In Jesus' mighty name. Shiny Zalatella. Yeah. Amen. We are disrupting unbelief everywhere at work hallelujah at school hallelujah at home hallelujah yeah. amen there must be belief at home hallelujah amen amen Hallelujah. amen hallelujah you know something really belief when i got transition from eating French fries eating potato wedges. Amen. You must believe that. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 It's a pastor's joke. Hallelujah. Amen. We always try. Amen. Glory to Jesus. So, So, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say to you. In other words, the promises of God only manifest when unbelief is disrupted. Now, here is a question. How do you disrupt unbelief? You have to live by faith. Now, you are sitting there, I know you and I know you and I know you, and you are guilty as touch. You are going like, "What are you going to tell me about living by faith? First and foremost, just to remind you, the Bible says, "The just shall live by faith." repeating, "The just shall live by faith." Romans one verse. 17. 17. Yeah. Romans 1 verse 17. Galatians 3 verse <laughs> 11 11 and then Hebrews 10 verse 38 Habakkuk chapter <laughs> Alright let me leave you alone Hallelujah but anyway You get the point the Bible is Very clear the just shall Live by faith Romans 1 17 Galatians 3, 11, Hebrews uh, 10, 38, it says the just shall live by faith. We all know that Hebrews chapter 11 describes what is faith. And then listen to this. It lists what we will call heroes of faith, isn't it? And then it is not for us to worship them. It is not for us to worship their faith. It is not for us to focus on their faith, but it is to Demonstrate How they lived by faith Very important So you you need to understand When you see Abraham or Jacob Or whoever in the list It is not for you to worship them But it is to see how They exercised their faith Hallelujah Now when you read verse 4 of Hebrews chapter 11 The first name mentioned there Of which we have already dealt with Is the name of Abel, hallelujah. He makes it number one. And then it goes all the way to the last person. But can I tell you something important? The names in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 of the heroes of faith, they are listed in a chronological order. In other words, in the times that they appear in the Bible or according to their birthright, if I have to put it. In other words, if... Adam lived by faith, he will have made number one. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And if Eve lived by faith, he will have made number two. I get it. Yeah. And if Cain lived by faith, he will have made number three. Yeah. Then Abel. Yeah. But it means those people I've mentioned already, they did not live by faith. Hence, they are not in the list. Yeah. So the list is in a chronological order. Yeah. One. However there is another deeper understanding or revelation that this list is not just in a chronological order, but also in an order, or rather in the progression of faith. So the people are mentioned there according to the progression of faith. And I will explain myself in the teaching what I mean. So the Holy Spirit in his wisdom allowed these people to be mentioned according to their chronological order yes. and certainly so there's an undertone of other messages and one of them is that there is a progression of faith that you can see so i chose this text today to show to you or to depict to you that um, abel enoch and noah From them, we can see the progression of faith. And then as you understand the progression of faith, Hebrews 11 verse 6, you'll never understand it like anybody else again. You are going to be a scholar of the word when I'm done with you today. Amen. Why? We learn first and foremost, when you look at Abel. Are you still with me? That's number one in the list. Even though he's number one on the list. We learn about the righteousness of faith that came through worship. Or rather, some of you, sacrifice if you prefer, right? So I want us to adopt the word worship. We see a man who worships God in Abel. Hallelujah. With the understanding of the power of the blood. And then we progress further to another man called Enoch. In him, the Bible does not say a lot about him. All the Bible says, where we read in Hebrews 11, we will go to what Genesis says. It says, Enoch pleased God. Yeah. And we know because he was commended to be a person that pleases God, yeah. it is of faith because it is impossible to please God without faith. So he pleased God because he had faith. Yes. So you can read Hebrews 11 verse 6 without verse 5. Yeah. And in fact, you can't read that without verse 4. All right. And without verse 3. And without... Yeah, I get They were not written in isolation, these verses. But then you progress from Enoch, you get to Noah, verse 7. What you quickly learn about Noah, it is the work of faith. It says this man went out and he built an ark. Yeah. Let, let, let's repeat. Yeah. He took hammer, he took a chainsaw, he took yeah. whatever, I mean, I mean, 2022, and he began to do the work of a carpenter, or rather of a craftsman, and he built this boat and so that he can save his family. So we see the work of faith. It says by that work of faith, he actually con- uh, 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 condemned the world and it was accounted to him as righteousness. Amen. But now we can aggregate these three things. The worship of faith, the walk of faith, and the work of faith into one. The life of faith. So if you want to understand how to live by faith, you have to understand those three. You can't work for God before you walk with him. And then you can't walk within before you are a worshipper of God. Hallelujah. So there is that progression, progression, progression of faith. Even though it is in a chronological order, but it is also the progression of faith that we see in Hebrews chapter 11. You can even take, if you want, you go to the next verse, chapter 8. Yabu Abraham. You start to see how they progress these things because... God, in his wisdom, he has placed these things so that we can unpack them and learn how to live by faith. That's right. Amen. Okay. So here is the point. The point is how to build a life pleasing to God. So if you are somebody who says, I want to please God with my life. How do I do that? I have answers for you. We are here for that, isn't it? You want to know how to build a life that is pleasing unto God so that you can disrupt the cycle of unbelief. You can't please God with unbelief because it's impossible to please God without faith. But we know the absence of faith, it means it's unbelief. So, so you have to disrupt unbelief. So how do you build a life that is pleasing unto God? Hallelujah. And number one, this is not motivation, this is just pure word of God. Hallelujah. In the list, number one, it is the worship of faith. I'm not going to dwell on it because I've already taught on it when we taught about Abel. Hallelujah. And I'm just going to tell you quickly, he gave a more excellent sacrifice because he was a worshipper of God in truth and in spirit and he understood the protocols of worship that they Is no appearing before God Without the blood And we also know that today We are able to come into the presence of God Because of the blood of Jesus That was shed on the cross Opening the way into the mercy seat Where communication between man and God Can happen Hallelujah So we have access To the mercy seat Where we can talk to God Because of the blood of Jesus. So we know the power of the blood. We know what the blood has done for us. So the worship of faith starts with the blood of Jesus. The worship of faith understands the power of the blood. In other words, you can't be a worshiper of God and never talk about the blood. The church can never afford not to teach about the blood of Jesus. I'm going to number two now. Number two. This is where the meat is. Hallelujah and glory to Jesus. Amen. The walk of faith. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to revisit the scriptures that I read. Verse 5 and 6. By faith Enoch was translated. Right? That he should not see death. And was not found. Because God had translated him before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God, listen to this, for he that comes to God must believe he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Let me teach again here's the point I want to just bring across or rather an important background that I need to bring across quickly to you Hebrews 5 and 6 right? uses the word pleased write it down if you're taking notes write it down so that you can connect pleased or please. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. Please or please God, okay? Mm. Now, the Old Testament was written in the Hebrew language, okay? Amen. Common knowledge, isn't it? Amen. But some of you who read a lot, probably you must be aware. There is a translation of the Old Testament that is written in the Greek. Are you still with me? Amen. And it's one of the oldest translations actually and the transla- a translation is called the uh, LXX if you want to know it just means 70 uh, the history or history scholars or Bible scholars who are serious about these things, it just says it took about 70 days to put that whole book together and it was written by 70 people to bring that uh, book together, alright? Yeah. And then, uh, why it is not well known is because there are other um, issues about some of the scriptures that are there. But however, the New Testament, as we know today, every time or most often, are you still with me? When the writers of the New Testament, like your Paul and your Peter and many others, when they quote from the Old Testament, they are not quoting from the Hebrew version. They are quoting from the Greek version because that was the dominant language at the time. Are you still with me? And remember the New Testament is in Greek, by the way. It's not in Hebrew. And that is why those who go to seminary, they understand that Hebrew and Greek are the first thing. So the New Testament, right? Are you still with me? It's written in Greek. So the authors of the New Testament, in particular from Romans onwards, they preferred quoting from that Greek version of the Old Testament. Now, that Greek version of the Old Testament had a tendency of not wanting to attribute human qualities unto God. And I tend to like that. In other words, one good example that is obvious, even though within it you might find the words walk, but a good example, walking is an attribute really related to us human and many other animals. God has been God as big he is. I don't think he has legs, he walks around, he doesn't. But the Bible will use words like works so that we can have an appreciation of what it means. So now, the Greek version of the Old Testament, when you come to Genesis, chapter 5, right? Verse, uh, is it verse 24? Are you still uh, with me? Yeah. yeah, it's chapter 5, uh, verse 24. Yeah. I'm going to read it in the translation and see why it uses the word are you following? He uses the word pleased. So, Genesis 5, verse 24 in the Greek Old Testament, it reads as follows And Enoch was well pleasing to God and was not found because God translated him. Isn't it? Are you still with me? I'm trying to open here on the New Living Translation. That is. Uh, coming from the old Hebrew uh, most often, even though it's not a literal translation, but it will read like this. Verse 24. Walking in in close fellowship with God the one day he disappeared because God took him. Most Bibles will use the word walk. But now, when you read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5 and 6, it's supposed to be using the word walk, but it uses the word Please, because of what the authors at the time, they will more, they'll more favor the Greek translation. Yes. Are you with me? Yes. And therefore, this will help you not to, listen carefully, misunderstand Hebrews 5 verse 6. The point I'm trying to say here, if you were to read Hebrews 11 the way the apostles will understand it. Remember, as a church, we must never deviate from the teachings of the apostles. Amen. Yeah. So, it is very important to understand context and background. Yeah. And you as a layperson, you don't have the time to do the digging around and the studying and the researching. You don't. That is why you need pastors, people who will devote themselves to the study of scriptures so that they can dig deep, so that they can bring clarity and simplicity to you. Amen. Hallelujah. So all I'm doing, I'm bringing just at the surface level, the simplicity and the clarity for these verses. So if you are going to understand them the way the author wrote the scriptures, this is what he says. The Abraham Chabuse Pastor Believers Bible Church translation of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5 to 6. It will read as follows. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found. Because God has translated him, before his translation, he had this testimony that he walked with God. All I did, I replaced pleased. He walked with God. Let's read verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to walk with him for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Yeah. Who hears what we are trying to say? That is why, how about our body amplified, they'll put words in bracket to bring the meaning. That's what I just did, basically. So today, right, you have to also not, let's correct one thing first. Don't do what I did every time you see please in the Bible. You'll go wrong also. It needs to be within context. So this scripture, mm-hmm. the author, when he was writing, he was not really saying pleased. He was avoiding yeah. to say walk. Yeah. Are you still with me? Yeah. Because the text that he read, yeah. quoting the story, Sir Enoch, yeah. it says he walked. It does not say, sorry, it says he pleased, yeah. as opposed to saying it walks. But in the Hebrew, it says walk. Yeah. So you can interchangeably use walk or please. It's okay. None of them are wrong. Are you still with me? But come to the Bible class. We'll unpack these things. Hallelujah. I'm sorry to do this to you on a Sunday morning, but I had to do this so that we bring this understanding, understanding to you. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so pleasing God means walking with God. Walking with God also means pleasing God. But however, in some instances, walking with God, it means lateral walking with God. For example, when the G- uh, disciples walked with Jesus, they actually walked with him. Yeah. Physically. He will be this side, they will be this side, and they will be walking. So yeah. you need to understand context, okay? Yeah. You can't carelessly now go to... No. Yeah. That's, why, that's how heresy starts also. Yeah. I apply this to this verse until you have... Other understanding for other verses, and that is why it's very important. Don't just take things and run with them. Go and study, Hallelujah, and understand these things. Now, listen. We are talking about the walk of faith, so this is where the word walk of faith is coming from. That because why Bible go like, oh, Hebrews like it, it says Enoch please God, never says walk, right? But when you go to Genesis. Chapter five, yeah. verse twenty-two to twenty-four. It says he walked. He walked yeah. It's the same thing. That's all I was trying to explain to you. Hallelujah. That's all, because that's all written about Enoch. Nothing else is written. He has not. Doesn't have a lot of history. At sixty-five, I think he had a child, and at three hundred of age, he had another one. It pleased God, then he was no more. No, it doesn't say a lot about him. Hallelujah. Amen. With Abel it says a lot about him With uh, Noah it says a lot about him But not with this Enoch All we know about Enoch He's a man that walked with God He's a man that pleased God Amen So this is what I'm trying to say to you Pleasing God means walking with God Walking means a relationship Can two walk together unless they have agreed For you to walk with somebody One way or the other, there must be an agreement. So, in other words, there must be terms and conditions for the relationships. Relationships that don't have terms and conditions are not good. Loose relationships are not good. That is why some of us, we don't want to relate with people who don't want to commit. In fact, we don't want to relate with you nicely, even at church, if you don't commit. These loose relationships are not good. So we need to agree on the terms and conditions of the relationship. Married people, isn't it? Yes, Hallelujah. You have your conditions. Good One, two, three. That's a condition. That's a term and condition. You can't just walk together. When they hire you, they give you a contract. The contract says the terms and the conditions. They tell you under what conditions they're going to fire you. And they're going to tell you under what conditions you're going to get a bonus. Hallelujah! They don't just wake up and increase their conditions there. If the economy is not doing well, you can just refer to your contract. It is covered already that you are not going to get an increase. Hallelujah! But of course, you don't read it or you work for a Mickey Mouse company that will never have such uh, conditions proper places, they'll have those things in place already to mitigate for the future. So our relationship with God has terms and conditions. So two can't walk together unless they agree. So we know Enoch walked with God because he agreed with God. Hallelujah. But now the relationship between God and man or God and a woman, God is the boss. Let us start there. In other words, it has hierarchy. We are talking about the walk of faith now. Listen here. There's hierarchy. There's a structure in this relationship. In fact, I will call 50-50. And in 9, my marriage, I will call 50-50 for your information. Hallelujah. Stay with your marriage counselors. You are fine with them. I'm telling you, in my case, I will call 50-50. If I be lam liti, the two shall be one. Not one one. Okay, one plus one is equal to one. That's the math of heaven. Yeah, hallelujah. I don't bring my part of the contribution. I bring my all. Yes. Amen. the only corner. He's not doing his part, Pastor. And that is why we are fighting. No, no, no. He's not supposed to do his part. He's supposed to bring his all. And then she must bring her all. And then when's that, yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. Now, now the relationship between God and man, there's hierarchy. Right? He's the king, he's the Lord, he's the father. Now, if God is the father, I am a son, I am not pastor. You see, when I go to God in prayer, I don't go as pastor and say Dear God, here's Pastor A, meeting you. No, no, no. Amen. Father, in the name Amen. of Jesus, Amen. Papa, kalibito la jesu. Baba, nga zina la mrena jesu. Eh? Yeah. Hey? Amen. Amen. na matimba. Hey, hallelujah. Amen. Mudimu nalemata, hallelujah. Mudimu tataruna. hallelujah. Amen. Mudimu ntate, hallelujah. Amen. hallelujah. Amen. Do, do you understand? I come before God as a son, not as a pastor. Now, listen, you don't come before God as a member of Believer's Bible Church, but you come before God as a daughter or as a son of God, not my son. You get the point. So there's hierarchy whose boss? God. He's the father. But now, beside him being a father and you being a son or a daughter, in this hierarchy, he is Lord. Yeah. He is master. Now, if he is a master, it means you are a student. You are a subject. Yeah. Hallelujah. You are a learner. You are an a- a- apprentice. Yes. Hallelujah. In other words, you are an understudy to the Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. So the Lord determines the terms and conditions. Now the Father determines the terms and conditions for the relationship. In your house, parents, kids should not dictate the terms and conditions. If your house is a Christian family, as long as they are under your roof, when you come to church, you drag them with. Even if they bleed, let them bleed. It's your condition, you are a father. And now if you happen to be a single mother, you are now a father in that relationship, you must set the tone. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. And the day, before <laughs> Papa Before so can chase them out. Yes. Then they can do as they please. Yes. Yes. So, more creating, and in the kingdom of God, you don't grow bigger horns than God. You must remain a son, he's the boss. So, you don't dictate how the Bible should read or sound. So, you must agree with everything in the Bible. If you don't agree with that, even if you are saying the times have changed, it means your relationship has changed. You will have to leave the kingdom of God alone. Amen. Because we are living in a day and age where people want God to amend His word to fit their conditions. You are just a son, and you are under authority as a son. You are just a student, the lecturer will teach you. So what it means, until, one lecturer once said to me, a oh, professor, yeah. he says, until you are a professor, never call me by name. Yes. And then I was doing a master's, by the way, yeah. a man of a family. Yeah. He says, you don't call me that. Yeah. In this class, yeah. I'm Professor Soren Suarele so really <laughs> <laughs> Battleground run. So it's all it is with God. Yeah. So let's you're God, what, what? you have to acknowledge him as a father. Amen. Amen. Okay, fine. Let's come to what I'm trying to say here. So, So there's that hierarchy. You need to understand that if you're going to walk like Enoch did. Why was Abel not taken? Why was Noah not taken? Or Abraham but Enoch? His level of walking with God was at another dimension. And now we who are in Christ can get into that dimension. Amen. Amen. Are you still with me? So we have to walk with God according to his principles. And that's where it gets difficult, this walk of faith. When he says, don't neglect the coming together of the saints, it means that. Hallelujah. When it says, devote yourself to the teachings of the apostles, it means that. If it says, devote yourself to fellowship, it means that. In and out. When you come to church, you must fellowship. Hmm? Talk to people. Relate to people. Hallelujah. (laughs) Or as a state theater, it's a church. It's supposed to be a place of fellowship where you relate to people. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And if you have a church where you go in and out, it's time to review your relationship with the church. Amen. And glory to Jesus. But not only that, they devoted themselves to the breaking of bread. Very important. Hallelujah. What we are doing, we are sharing the word of you must devote yourself to these things. Hallelujah. It requires devotion. If you are going to walk with God, you have to understand. Fellowship is important. The teaching of the Bible is important. I am not going to teach what you want. I am not going to teach what's trending. I am not going to talk about Ukraine, by the way. Hallelujah. Amen. God has not given... I am going to teach the doctrines of the Bible. Hallelujah. Amen. We must teach the doctrines of the word. Amen. I am not a news reporter. I am a preacher of... The gospel, I bring the good news, I bring, I don't report. You you get the point. Now, walking by faith needs us to understand these things. It has to shift the way you do things. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's finish up then. What is required to walk by faith? I get right now you have been saying it's impossible to please God, but now you understand it means to walk. walk. So, Jesus. how do you walk with Him?
1: Yeah.
0: What is required to walk with Him? In, in other words, what is required to please Him at the end of the day? But now it brings that depth that what is required in this relationship, Lena. So. Number one on that, if you're writing, still writing notes, what's required? Is the object of faith. Object of faith. Number two is the motivation of faith. Very important two things. Then I'm done with the message. I won't even take time on this. The object of faith is God. Not your mountains. Not your struggles. Not your sinning. Not anything in this life but God it says whoever that comes to him when Enoch comes to him had to believe that God is who he says he is he had to believe that God is I am who I am That's what he said to Moses when he says, what should I tell them the name of this God is? He says, go tell them I am, says I am. So you must believe that God is who he says he is. You must believe that he is God, the ancient of days, the immutable God, with no beginning, with no end. The one we never voted for and the one who will never vote out of power, he remains omnipotent. He remains omniscient. Hallelujah and glory to Jesus. And he's the one we seek to walk with. He's the one we seek to please. He's the one we de- what is the whole object of men or what is the whole purpose of men in this generation is to please God is to walk with God in other words in this relationship as a student your desire is to know him is to understand him is to appreciate him is to adore him is to worship him is to get close to him because you need to get close to him to understand him. You have to have an object of faith. And the object of faith is God. You need to know him. That I may know him. And know the power that raised Christ from the dead. What I do, I keep on pressing on. And pressing on. So that I can just know him. So that I can experience him. But your faith its object is a car. And that is why you don't have the car. And those who have made God the object have the car. Your object of faith has become the marriage. And that is why you are, you are still single. Change the object of faith and let it be God. They will come knocking and looking for you. Hallelujah and glory to Jesus. They preach materials to you and you are still the way you are. If they had given you God, you will be having the things. Amen. Amen. That I may know him. Walking with God means knowing God. I just want to know him. I never get satisfied with a verse. I don't get satisfied. I want to know what do you mean here, God? I want to ask the Holy Spirit. I see this is what's written. It's not making sense. Can you unpack this? And what I love, the Bible explains itself. As you have seen, everything I've done here so far, I'm just using the Bible, because you can know God through this book. You need nothing else. And what you need is a preacher that treasures this book, that you may know him. My wife and, my, and myself, we have hobbies, we collect Bibles, and we read them, you know? She or collect those ones, I collect these ones made out of a calf leather and stuff like that. I love them. If I have money that's spare, I don't know what to do with the money. I remember the bookshop and I'll pay whatever amount is written on the book cover there. Because I love the word of God. And I'm encouraging you. Have the desire to know God. And it starts with this book. Well, that's a good news translation here, how many Bible right? You are now a child of God. I think He's a soccer player, they'll tell you. How how the old style lala ball? That's for basketball back in the 70s or something. You buy soccer boots. And you buy the finest, isn't it? If you are going to be a good player, isn't it? So if you are going to be a good child of God and understand the word of God, get a good Bible. That is why from time to time I give away Bibles like the one inside here. Amen. It's not going, by the way. It's waiting for next week because the fulfillments are not there. Amen. But I'll keep on giving Bibles, you know, I, because I know if I give you the Bible, it might just change your life. Amen. Let's finish up then. It's the object of faith, right? And then the last one is the motivation of faith. What about faith is not motivation? It will never take you far. Your faith must have a motivation. But you're going to say, hey, this one is teaching us new age. Look at the verse Hebrews 11 verse 6, it says, it's not me, but without faith it is impossible to please him, and you now know it's to walk with him, I get it? Yeah. for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, isn't it, yeah. that's where the object of faith is, isn't it, yeah. and that he is a rewarder, rewarder. Right. of them that diligently seek him, in other words, walking with God has its reward, May the rewards that God has for you be the motivation. Come on, Jesus. What is the reward from God? You want to know quickly? You want to know the reward? <laughs> this is the reward from God. Whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So look, belief comes because it's faith again. So he who has faith in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So what is eternal life? It's a reward. Right. Attained via what? Faith. You start there. Believe in him. And when you believe in him, he will reward you with eternal life. What does it mean? A person like Enoch got into eternal life. He never died. So the story there is there to show you that you can transition into a life of eternity with God because God has taken him. So a person who has faith in God gets rewarded with an eternal relationship with God hallelujah in other words, your destiny will never be hell you get to be rewarded with heaven you get to be rewarded with the presence of God eternally so and by the way you don't have to wait until you die on this earth or leave this earth immediately some of us we are living eternally so in the presence of the Lord we appropriated by faith hallelujah because we know now we walk by faith that he will never leave us he will never forsake us whether we are in the deep waters or we are in the fires the Bible says he is with us and by my faith I believe that hallelujah that I am continually in the presence of the Lord so when the enemy comes against me like a flood I know the one I am with will raise a standard because I am never alone I never walk alone I walk with Jesus and I'm inviting you walk with Jesus take the walk of faith with Jesus when they form weapons against you just remember you're not alone as they throw it towards you or shoot towards you or say words against you the Bible says he will just block them because he has formed a hedge, a fire around you. You must walk with God. Hallelujah. Amen. When others are falling by one side, you just say it's not coming near me. You know why? Because before they get to you, they must get to him. Because you walk with God. It's so important to walk with God. When they're all coming down with the flu, when they're all coming down with all these things, it will never come anywhere near you. Because you are with God. Hallelujah. Amen. May you choose this day who to believe. Are you going to believe God? Are you going to believe your friends? Are you going to believe your government? Or are you going to believe the social influencers? Or the popular pastors? Or you are going to believe the word of God? You choose for yourself. As for me and my family. Just like Joshua said. I will be with the Lord. Once you walk with God you will begin to realize that you don't work for men anymore. Everything that you do, you do unto the Lord. That's how you should understand. It means where you work. Let's say you're a domestic. Where you work, you are working unto the Lord. Let's say you are in the corporate, you are a teller. It means you are doing that unto the Lord. If you're an entrepreneur, what you are doing should be done unto the Lord. If you are a sports person, what you do should be done unto the Lord. And don't confuse things. If you're a musician, your music should be done unto the Lord. Because you are working for the Lord. Now, people like me, our preaching should be unto the Lord, because we work for God, now God does not accept substandard sermons does not accept low quality teachings, we must work for him at that high level and that is why if I ask you to take offering in this church, you must just go and turn your Bible ups and down, just to have a one minute teaching because you are working for God hallelujah when you are going to play, you are playing for God. You must do whatever you can to get all the keys, including pastor's key that is non-existent. How can I get Because you are working for God. Now, the Bible says Noah was regarded to be righteous because he worked for God. How did he work for God? Because he believed God. So the long and the short of it, at the end of the day, If you're going to live by faith, understand worship, understand where I really dwelt today, the walk. I will get into the work of faith, not like we talked at December, but in the context of faith. And you'll begin to see what it means to work for God. And the aggregation of those three means living by faith. The just shall live by faith me and you are justified we should live by faith it means the bible says corromant anything that is done outside faith it is a sin did you know that so everything you do must be faith the step you take should be of faith you should believe that god is holding your steps did you know that hallelujah not because we're very red button but because god god is holding your steps when you drive, it's not because it's not the ABS, no. It's because God is controlling the vehicle. It must be of faith. Hallelujah. Let's leave that because you need to go home. Amen. Amen. So I am done. My summary for you is as follows. If you are writing down notes and then you can stand up after this. Worship, walk, work by faith and experience his promises every day. Let's stand up. I'm going to repeat that one. I see it's a missed call. Give Jesus a hand as you stand up. Amen, amen. Let's stand up. Let's stand up, all of us. Then I'll repeat this one. Now, This is what it means. This is what it means. You must worship, walk, work by faith. Right? When you do that, You'll experience the promises of God every day. Now, John chapter 10 verse 10 says, But I have come to give you life abundantly. Until you get what I taught you today, that scripture will remain a theory for you. You activate that scripture by understanding these three things I taught you today. And faith comes by hearing, hearing of, the word. What did you hear today? The word of God. Faith is formed in you. Amen. Hallelujah. You are now a giant killer. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. Your career should never be the same. Your marriage should never be the same. Oh yes, oh yes. Your kids should never be the same. Hallelujah. Your kids will tow the line this time. Hallelujah. Not you towing the line because of them. They are going to realize who's the parent. Hallelujah. And glory to Jesus. And you are going to speak and declare the power of God over your children in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You are going to determine where they end up in life. And glory to Jesus. Amen. Because you are a child of God that lives by faith. You raise your children by faith. Not by Google, Amen. I think I'm talking to some of you. Lugudi sabana ka Google, but by Googleu haba tibu hudi sabana, and babam babo na vel haba na bana, and wana du meno but basi na bana bau ruto hudi sabana. Come back to the Word of God. Amen. We didn't have some democracying but we did I have downloader, downloader directly from heaven. And I'm teaching you that today. I just want you to raise your hands. Baby number guy. don't you say? Here in go. you are Alpha. And Omega. Yeah, that one. We worship you. Let's raise our hands as we close the service. we with